What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my week 11 start sits at the tight end position, listing every fantasy relevant tight end as either a start, sit, or a fringe play. As always, if you guys do have any fantasy questions, if you drop them down below, I will be getting back to every single person. And then if you guys do enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's jump right into the uh, Thursday night matchup. And to be honest, not a ton going on here at the tight end position. We've got Austin Hooper for the Titans and Robert Tanyan for the Packers. I've got Hooper as a sit and then same thing with Tanyan. There was a stretch there for like a game or two at Tanyan where it looked like he, you know, may be increasing his raw participation, improving his role. It's kind of fallen back down to where it's been most of the season. So both these guys are going to be sits. Then moving over to Sunday, we have the Bears taking on the Falcons. And I have Cole Komet here listed as a fringe play. He is coming off of back-to-back monster games, 23 points and then 23.4 points two touchdowns in both of those games. And then he has saw uh, 13 targets in those last two games. So the uh, overall you know, usage has gone up. His volume has gone up. He's clearly being used in the red zone as a touchdown threat. I still don't think he has the consistency to be viewed as a you know very strong start. Like if he went out in this game, had two receptions for 20 yards, I wouldn't be shocked. But I do think he's earned the right to be a fringe play probably low-end tight end one, high-end tight end two moving forward. On the other side, I have uh, Kyle Pitts as a fringe play also. And honestly, like he's barely even a fringe. I think if there weren't bye weeks and maybe some injuries to other tight ends, he may be a sit at this point. He's averaging 7.6 points per game on the season. He has actually scored under five PPR points in six out of nine games. That is just brutal. And even as of late, like he's been targeted and it's still just not leading to production. Over the last two weeks, he's been targeted 15 times, has only turned that into 9.5 total points. And I feel like I just have to preface it every time I talk about Pitts. This is not a Kyle Pitts problem. This is not Kyle Pitts playing poorly. This is Kyle Pitts not being supported by his quarterback. So that's the issue here. I feel like I have to keep saying it. It's not a Kyle Pitts problem, but it's just you know the uh, reality we have to accept here with Kyle Pitts that he's just not going to be supported in this offense. In the uh, next matchup, we have the Panthers taking on the Ravens. For the Panthers, I'm not interested in uh, anything at their tight end position, so sitting at Tommy Tremble. Then on the other side, I think it's very likely we get Mark Andrews back for this one. I think he actually probably could have suited up in the Week 9 game, but with the uh, Week 10 bye, I think they let him rest, and now he'll be back out here in Week 11. So Mark Andrews, fire him up as a high-end tight end one, and then I will be sitting Isaiah Likely. I was pretty excited to see him operate as the starter. I'm pretty sure he only had that one uh, reception where he did get into the end zone, but I don't think he's going to be startable uh, with Mark Andrews back. Then in the next matchup, we have the Browns taking on the Bills. We saw David Njoku was not able to suit up in week 10. I would lean towards him playing here in week 11. Um, You know, he did log some practice time last week. So if Njoku plays, he is definitely going to be a start. I honestly think David Njoku could be a potential league winner at the tight end position once Deshaun Watson comes back. If you, you know, up the uh, ceiling of this passing attack, Njoku looked great early on in the season. So I think he's someone I'm going to be very confident in and high on moving forward. Um, And then for the Bills, sitting Dawson Knox, someone I liked coming into the season just really has not panned out here for Dawson Knox. 
Then in a uh, rough tight end matchup, we have the Commanders taking on the Texans, sitting Logan Thomas, sitting Jordan Aikens. I actually think Aikens uh, led the uh, Texans in receiving yardage last week, but definitely not someone I want to be relying on in my lineup or you know even on my fantasy roster. And then in another uh, rough tight end matchup here, we have the Eagles taking on the Colts. Now for the Eagles, you know, we normally have uh, Dallas Goddard as a locked and loaded tight end one. Unfortunately, it seemed like he suffered a pretty serious shoulder injury. I think it was on the play where he was getting uh, face masked and it didn't get called. But if Goddard's out, I guess their starter is going to be Jack Stoll. Definitely not someone I'm interested in playing for fantasy. And then for the Colts, this has basically been like a three tight end committee between Kylan Granson, uh, Jelani Woods, and Mo Alley-Cox. Granson had the best game this past week, so I have him on the graphic, but he is definitely going to be a sit going up against the Eagles. Then we have the Jets taking on the Patriots, a divisional matchup here. And at different points in the season, both of these guys were fantasy relevant. Tyler Conklin had the strong start to the season. He had some sort of a resurgence a a few weeks ago, but then it kind of died down. So I do think Conklin is going to be a sit moving forward. And then same thing for Hunter Henry. Long-term, I think it's possible Henry becomes like a fringe play again, but at this point, he's splitting routes with Jonu Smith, so it's just not going to be happening, especially right now. Then we have the Rams taking on the Saints. Now for the Rams, Tyler Higby was someone I was talking up early on in the season. His overall usage was great. His uh, production had been really strong, just minus the touchdowns. And then he uh, suffered, I believe, an ankle injury, and then the production had just totally fallen off. The usage was bad, and so he basically went from a very strong weekly start to someone that I think I listed as a sit last week. He saw a big bounce back in production this past week, but unfortunately, the usage is not totally back. So he was targeted eight times, uh, caught all eight of those targets, uh, and then turned that into 15.3 fantasy points. So once I saw that stat line, I was feeling pretty good about Higby. I thought, you know, he must have bounced back in the usage department. Unfortunately, he still only had a 60% route participation. So I have him here as a fringe play. And basically this can go one of two ways. Either he keeps this 60% number or somewhere in that range, and the production likely isn't going to keep up with what we saw last week, or they think he's back, he's a lot healthier, and they up that usage, and then he's going to be a strong producer rest of season. So I do think this week is going to tell us a lot about Tyler Higby moving forward. But right now, I would consider him probably like a high-end fringe play. Now, on the other side with the Saints, we have Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill. So I'll start off by talking about Taysom Hill. We all know he had that massive 34-point performance. Everyone was super hyped about him. He's played in five games since then, and unfortunately, he is only averaging 4.8 PPR points per game. And over the past two weeks, he has scored a total of 1.2 fantasy points. So it's not looking great here for Taysom Hill, and he will be a sit for me this week. Then we have Jawan Johnson, who has kind of come out of nowhere and started to put together some really strong production. In the last uh, four weeks, he has three games of 12 or more points. Even though the production has been there for Jawan Johnson, this whole situation does seem pretty fluky to me. Like he scored four touchdowns in that four game stretch. A lot of his production was centered around those touchdowns. And then you look at the uh, Saints passing attack over those games, they've only thrown for eight total touchdowns. So over that stretch, he's had 50% of the touchdowns. Like, do I think that's gonna stick when you have Chris Olave there, Alvin Kamara? For me, I don't really want to be buying into Jawan Johnson here, especially because it's not like his route participation is looking great. He's still splitting routes with Adam Troutman. He's also splitting some routes with Taysom Hill. So he only had a 65% route participation this past week. 
So I guess, you know, you could consider him a lower end fringe. I'm going to have him as a sit here, but like if you're super desperate, I don't think he's a bad play, but I think some people may look at those numbers and just think he's going to be a great option moving forward. And I would definitely lean towards him, you know, probably just being a guy rest of season. In the next matchup, we have the Lions taking on the Giants. Both of these players are pretty clear sits. Brock Wright and Tanner Hudson. Then we have the Raiders taking on the Broncos. And I do think Foster Moreau is someone who could be a potential fringe option moving forward. His production hasn't been great so far. He did get into the end zone this past week. For now, I'm going to list him as a sit. But if you're someone who's like really desperate at the tight end position and you don't really have anyone on waivers, I think he's someone you could pick up because with Waller on IR, you know, he could be a potential fringe basically rest of season if Waller does continue to miss time. Now on the other side with the Broncos, I have Greg Dulcich here as a start. As you guys probably know, he is someone that I have been very high on over the past few weeks, and he did go out and have his first down game of the season. Only one reception for 11 yards. He was targeted four times, but only turned that into, you know, 2.1 PPR points. We look back to his first three games of the season, all of those games, he put up over 11 PPR points. He still had a very solid role in terms of usage, 82% raw participation. He was also close to having a, a pretty big play on Sunday, but no surprise, Russ overthrew him. I think, honestly, uh, Russ also missed him wide open deep in the uh, London game. I think it was the London game. So he's going to have to deal with you know some suspect quarterback play out of Russ, but I still think he's someone who can be considered a lower end start. There just aren't going to be a ton of uh, tight ends who have this type of usage and have shown that they are actually talented at the position. So I'm still going to be riding with Greg Dulcich since he's not necessarily like an established name. I think it's possible you know he has one down game and people drop him. If he is on your waiver wire, I think he is going to be a great pickup at a tight end position that is pretty thin most of the time. I think he is someone who can give you startable production. And if you can just scoop him up off of waivers, I definitely would. And then we have the uh, next matchup with the Cowboys taking on the Vikings. Not much to say about both of these guys. I think they're both very strong starts moving forward, Schultz and TJ Hawkinson. Then we have the Bengals taking on the Steelers. Now for the Bengals, I have Hayden Hurst as a fringe. I basically have him here every single week. He's going to give you, you know, somewhat of a floor in terms of receiving work, but then you're going to be hitting like his more ceiling games, like 13, 14 points if he is able to get into the end zone. So that's what we're looking at with Hayden Hurst. For the uh, Steelers and Pat Fryermuth, his volume has been very solid. The man just unfortunately cannot get into the end zone. I feel like Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson, those two guys, they just can't score. I think Deontay Johnson has no touchdowns. Fryermuth, I believe he has one, but when we're looking at the volume, it should be better. So I do think Fryermuth is going to continue to be a lower end start, but you know, not someone who's going to be giving you a crazy weekly ceiling. Then on uh, Sunday Night Football, we have the Chiefs taking on at the Chargers. For the Chiefs, obviously Travis Kelsey, you know, tight end one, definitely a start. And then for the Chargers, I have Gerald Everett as a fringe here. He uh, did leave the Week 10 game with injury. It seems like he's day-to-day at this point. We could be getting Keenan Allen or uh, Mike Williams back. So a few not great things for Everett there, but I still think he's going to be a fringe option if he is able to suit up. And then the uh, final game of the week, Monday Night Football, we have the 49ers taking on the Cardinals. George Kittle coming off of a down game. I still think he's someone you fire up and feel pretty confident in. And then actually for the Cardinals, unfortunate news, uh, Zach Ertz, I believe out for the season with a knee injury. And so I actually have Trey McBride here as a fringe play. 
you know, obviously unfortunate for Ertz, but I think this is a great opportunity for McBride to kind of step up and we're really going to be able to see what this kid has. He was a second round pick in uh, this year's draft. He has a very, very solid athletic profile. So you'll love to see that in terms of ceiling at the tight end position. When Ertz went down, we saw McBride come in and just totally take over all of his snaps. Um, it's hard to kind of tell when we're looking at these snap counts, but I believe McBride played nearly every snap, if not every single one after Zach Ertz left. He had a 75% raw participation on the game, and then Ertz had a 23%. So if you slot McBride in for that uh, Ertz role, he was basically going to be running routes on close to 100% of the plays. So the thing here with McBride is the opportunity is clearly going to be there. He's in a role where Ertz has had success. So if he is ready as an NFL player, if he is you know currently a good NFL tight end, he will be fantasy relevant moving forward. And with some of the injuries and bye weeks, like I don't think it would be crazy to uh, you know plug in Trey McBride to your lineup. If you're someone who's like constantly filtering through these mid to high end tight end twos week to week, you can't really find your solution at the position. I think it would be totally worth it to just snag Trey McBride. You know, it may not pan out, but if he is like a good NFL player right now, then you could have a starting tight end rest of season who's going to be in a solid situation to succeed with really strong usage. So that is going to uh, wrap it up for my tight end start sits. As always, if you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you want to check out the other positions, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, all up on my channel. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you in the next one.